Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare. I am your host, Marcus Engel, and this is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. This week, I have with me the lovely and talented Hotness. Hi, Marveline. Hello, darling. Hello. <laughs> Darling. Yes. And um, so I, I, I had a couple of questions for you this week. You okay. Could, you could answer a couple of questions just Ooh, off the fly. Let's see. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to give you four seconds to answer the count of four. Okay. <laughs> Easy oh, questions. Man. I hope we can like, you know, stop and erase. All right. You ready? <laughs> I guess so. All right. I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. Now, I, now I'm like choked <laughs> up and I have to think. All right. What did you have for lunch yesterday? One... Two, hot dog. three, <laughs> no, four. Not true. I have a hot dog Oh my god! You just choked and got uh, anxious. That's about... the first thing that came to my mind, and I don't know why I've not had a hot dog literally in probably a couple of years. Yeah, I don't I, even agree eat with hot that. dogs. So, what'd you have for lunch yesterday? One, two, three, Chroma. four. You... Was that yesterday? I don't remember. But it took you Blister now eight, <laughs> eight counts to, to come up with something that you just did yesterday, yes. right? Ask me I have, what I had today. I, I have a hard time doing this too, right? So let me ask you another question, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> um, uh, tell me one thing that you did last week. One, I two, went to the fall festival three, with the grandchildren. Four. That's right. You did. That's right. We both did. Yeah, right on. Um, so, okay. So now, here's something else. Okay. Four seconds. Tell me one thing that you've done in this last week that was compassionate. One, two, um, three, I went and picked up four. that GameStop, a game that came suddenly on sale that's hard to get for a birthday present. For a birthday present. Okay. So there you go. That was, How many of us could answer? What's that? I guess that was compassionate. I guess that was compassionate. It was, more it was fun. certainly a it nice was certainly thing. Fun. <laughs> I was going to say it might have been compassionate to yourself because you love GameStop, <laughs> <laughs> and I love you know getting in and rushing in when something, you know, hey, we got it in, hurry for the first five people. <laughs> well, I, I I know you're such a nerd when it comes to Pokemon. <laughs> it but, wasn't for me though; it was for someone else. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> nonetheless, I, I think of, of, of times that we we are compassionate, and oftentimes we mix up, like mm -hmm. we just talked about. What is the difference between being compassionate and doing something nice for somebody? Or is there a difference? Or is it important to define a difference in those things? I, If you had to ask me, what have I done lately that's compassionate, I might have a hard time coming up with much at all. And that's not true because I know that I've done compassionate things yes. uh, lately. I just don't always think of them necessarily as compassionate acts. And partially that is my fault because I'm a typical Western American uh, who maybe feels like we have to have some uh, big light shining down moment from above and some some Herculean task to make us feel like we're doing something compassionate when really I'm not. It, it's not. I You were sick last week and I made you tea a Absolutely. couple of times a day. That I don't really think of as a compassionate act. It's just what I do. 
but yet someone who does not have someone to make tea for them might look at that as such a kind, compassionate gesture. Correct. And someone who's sick and receives tea, that is incredibly compassionate, whether it's the person living with them. You know, it would probably be more dramatic if, you know, a neighbor brings that to you. But it's still incredibly a compassionate act to receive a gift like that that's nourishing and nurturing and soothing. And, you know, I, I, I remember telling you a few years ago, I read this book and they, they, they talked about a study that was done. And I hope I can get some of the details of this study right. But they took two pallets of water and two large boxes of tea. And they gave the tea and the water to a certain number of subjects. And then they studied these subjects for the next couple of weeks to understand how they were consuming that tea. And was it making a difference in their health, in their overall mood, well-being, et cetera, et cetera. And now you might think that that would be an interesting study. Does drinking tea uh, help with some of these things? That's a really scientific study. But where this got into the spiritual and maybe even the compassionate realm is that one of the pallets of water and one of the boxes of tea was specifically prayed over and blessed by a couple of monks. And when they did this intentional blessing of the tea and the water, they, they, they stated in their prayers and in their meditations that they are focusing their energy on this specific tea and this specific pallet of water. And what they found after giving the tea, uh, giving the water and the tea that had been blessed to those subjects, they found that their mood and their health and their overall uh, everything was improved compared to the tea and the water that had been consumed that had not been blessed. And I thought that was a really, really interesting study. So whenever I make your tea, which I usually do whenever you get sick. I will say that's one thing I'm pretty good as a husband. Whenever you get sick, I'm a pretty good caregiver, probably because I learn from the best. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Jenny. Um, And your mom. And my mom. That's right. (laughs) Uh, And so whenever I would make your tea, I would intentionally, every time I would dip the tea, I would say, I want to bring this to the health and the vitality and the strength and the wellness of my wife. And then I put in, you know, a bunch of sugar because I know how you like it. But nonetheless, um, I would I would specifically try to bless this tea and pray over it just because I learned that study. And I don't know if that's why we're actually feeling better these days or if it's the compassion. You know, we talk a lot in the rest in the restaurant world. They say, well, this dish here is great, but this entree over here, this is the one that has the most love in it. And we can tell that love, right? We're coming up on Thanksgiving uh, at the time of this recording. We can tell when food has been made with love. We can tell when our nourishment has been prepared with love and compassion and family and strength. And and I just want to encourage us to, to not think that compassion has to be a huge, overwhelming gesture. Sometimes it's just making tea for your partner. Sometimes it's just knowing 
how that person likes their coffee. Sometimes it's just knowing those little things that might help another person suffering and might help us ease that suffering for another human being. I, I love that so much. I think occasionally we'll um, use that almost as an excuse to not do something because we think, oh, I can't do this grand gesture, so we don't do anything. Right. You know, so the idea that um, I can do what I can do right here. I can bring a cup of water. I can make tea. I can offer a blanket. You know, I can do this part right now, right here. This is within my means, or this stretches me a little bit. This is what I can do. This is what I this can, what I can do. do. This is what is in my power. And all of us in our power, in our psyche, in our makeup, we know that compassion is inborn, mm -hmm. is inborn. And so whenever we take the time to be in the moment, to, to look around at the suffering that is taking place, we're in that moment and we can adjust and respond to that suffering. That really is when we are at our deepest level of humanity, is taking care of our fellow human beings who are suffering. That's what we get to do, right? Right. And, and you know, I, I can't help but think if we all just did what we can do, we don't have to, you know, do things that other people can do at different levels. If we just do what we can do, if we reach out with what we can, the difference it would make compound, compounded. Absolutely. I can't, we can't solve the homeless, homeless uh, issues in our, in our country. We can't, we can't do anything personally to, to fix the inequality in housing prices. There's nothing that we can do um, to fix the, the uh, income to lodging ratio. But whenever we're coming out of 7-Eleven and a guy comes up and wants a couple of bucks to get a hot dog at the 7-Eleven, I can give him that. I, I, I can't, I can't give him an apartment. But I can give him five bucks to get a sandwich and a soda, yeah. And, and it, it, sometimes we feel like since we cannot do everything, that we don't do anything. Right. And that's a trap that I think all of us in the Western world have to sometimes fight against. I know. And, and we've, we're big believers in getting to know the organizations that help and are involved in our area with the homeless um, issues and and we support those who can do something about it and and follow the guidelines that they suggest and we do that and um, and help support them who can do more than we can do right it's what can we do what can we do and maybe maybe when we spend our time looking around for what we can do maybe we'll be able to think of our more compassionate uh, gestures a little more quickly, right? right. When, when, we, when we look for something, we're going to find it. Right. I mean, that's, that's biblical, if nothing else. When we look for something, we will find it. And if we look for more opportunities to be more compassionate, we will find them. The world is a hurting place right now. And the more that we can do to be in the moment and recognize the pain of others, I, I, again, I think we're, we're reaching 
our most sacred time as human beings. I I have to. I'm thinking right now about something. Um, one of uh, one of our. I'm just going to say this. One of our children did. Um, for someone else, she gave up part of a holiday recently, so that a coworker could spend time with her family on the holiday. And I'm thinking, what a compassionate act that was. Absolutely. Um, I know you don't really want to talk about this necessarily in sheer detail, so I will. Um, (laughs) This happens to be one of our children who is a nurse, and uh, one of her fellow nurses was asking for the time off so she could spend uh, Halloween, at least those few hours of Halloween, trick-or-treating with her grandchildren. And so uh, even if it's just picking up a shift, even if it's... Even if it's just buying somebody a cup of coffee, we all can do something to help the world become a more soft, kind, gentle, loving place. Because compassion has a lot of different faces. It's it's making tea. It's it's helping somebody do this or do that. And that grandmother was raised is is raising those children. Raising those children, right? So it's it just takes so many faces, and you know. We were laughing earlier about going to GameStop and and me loving GameStop. I know. Yes, I'm a nerd. Um, But we do often feel so good about the thing that we do when we're compassionate because there's that circle. And sometimes we, we talk about, well, if you feel good doing it, then is it really compassion? You know, and the, the GameStop thing is kind of a joke. I understand that. But when you give something, you do often get this sense of peace or joy or, or love back. Does that negate the fact that you did something kind? You know, for years, I have said that, that if you have um, issues with anxiety or depression or self-doubt or self-loathing or self-esteem, uh, maybe you should go out and volunteer with little kids for a while because little kids don't care about your hangups. They are not, uh, they're, they're not worried about why you feel less than or why you feel, uh, such little self-worth. What they want to know is that if little Timmy falls down, that there is a grown up around. And by, by being that solid space, even for children, uh, that safe space for children to be able to come and know that, that they have a reliable adult there, that is what what helps us really understand we do have something to give, right? We all have something to give to contribute to the world. And often when we're a little too self-focused, a little too self-introspective, uh, we lose sight of those things. I I, I know that one of the, the main things that helped me uh, start to turn my situation, my, my blindness, my trauma into something a little more positive was spending the summer working with children. Uh, kids really quickly adapt to just about anything. And knowing that these kids relied on me helped me understand that I had a little bit more worth too. So the, the compassionate thing to do for others oftentimes is also the compassionate thing we can do for ourselves. Mm. You know, that's, that's uh, reminding me of Viktor Frankl and um, the, uh, 
man's man search for meaning. meaning, right? Knowing your significance too. So, which is a great, important, valuable. Yeah, thing we could to wrap on that for a whole while. Which so let's we save won't, that till but, uh, another time. It is a place to to look into if you're uh, struggling with something like that. Yeah. So. So yeah. Well, thank you all so much for being a part of this episode of Conver- uh, Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare. I'm Marcus Engel. With me is Marveline Engel, and this is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. As always, if you like what we do on the podcast, if you want to support us, please, please, please subscribe, rate, review, share, all of those social media things to to help us know what you're liking and um, really to try to be putting something of good value out to our listeners. Thank you all again so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you.